Uh, for those of you that are just joining us today who haven't been here uh, at all this summer, either returning students or new guests here, again, a big welcome uh, to all of you. But we have been working our way through the book of Genesis for the last 10 weeks this summer. And we've got one more week after this uh, today. And as I stand before you today, I am reminded that over the last 10 weeks, I have essentially said the same thing over and over and over again. At least I think so. But, you know, the Bible dictates what it is that I preach to you, and so once again, I need to repeat the same message again today. And it is this, God always keeps His promises. God always keeps His promises. Have you heard this message enough yet that it's starting to sink in and becoming a reality for you and your walk of faith. God always keeps his promises. God always keeps his promises. But I think what's most important for us to remember as well and to hear today is that God does not ask us to have a completely blind faith. That is, God does not say to us, follow me and then leave us completely alone. He doesn't say, I forgive you, and then not ever talk to us again. In our reading of the book of Genesis this summer, something that has stuck out to me is this. God is a God of promise. He makes the promise, but He also constantly reminds His people of the promise. And God always keeps His promise. So it goes like this. God makes a promise, he gives reminders of the promise, and he always keeps his promise. I have preached to you multiple times this summer in this first half of the book of Genesis about the promise to Abraham and Sarah that they would have a son and that through their son all the nations of the earth would be blessed. We've looked at this multiple times as the scriptures have shown us. But when God made the promise to Abraham and Sarah, he did not just make the promise and force them to wait. He reminded them multiple times. You know how many times? Well, a lot. <laughs> Actually, so many that I want to remind you of this. If you've got a Bible with you, you can open up to some of these references, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put them up on the screen for you as a point of reference, or if you want to go look at it later, uh, we archive these sermons, and you can go and, and find the references later as well. But let me just show you a couple of these. In Genesis 12, 2, when God first reached out to Abram, he said this, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. This is when God first talked to Abraham. And then in Genesis 13, verse 16, God said, I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. In Genesis 15, 5, God said to Abraham, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be be. In Genesis 17, 1, God said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless that I may make my covenant between me and you and may multiply you greatly. (laughs) Fifteen verses later, he says, as for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name and I will bless her and moreover I will give you a son by her. 
and I will bless her, and she shall become nations. Kings of people shall come from her. And in 1721, he says, I will establish my covenant with Isaac, your son, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this time next year. And then one more, chapter 18, verse 13 and 14. The Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh and say, I shall indeed bear a son now that I'm old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah shall have a son. Isn't that amazing? I could have thrown a couple more verses in here where God gives these reminders of the promise to Abraham. God is a God of promise. He makes a promise, and then he gives reminders of his promise, and he always keeps his promise. As our reading today in Genesis 21 indicated, where we read this today, the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did to Sarah as he had promised. And Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time of which God had spoken. Believe it or not, God made a promise and he followed through on his promise. This is the key to the scriptures and to the understanding of who God is. He makes a promise, he reminds us of the promise, he keeps his promise. But why did, I gave you all those, all those reminders, all that list of scriptures. Why did Abraham need so many reminders of God's promise? Probably for many of the same reasons that you and I need reminders of who God is and who we are. We are forgetful people. We so quickly get lost uh, in the ways of this world and we become distracted we become uh, busied with all the activities of this life. There are so many voices vying for our attention that we get swallowed up in listening to all of them and we forget to talk to our God. And yet all along in our lives, God is reminding us of his covenant promise to us in Jesus Christ if we will just open our ears and listen. Early on in the promise that God made to Abraham about this son that he would have and about the, the descendants he would have, early on in the promise, I, I read both of them for you in Genesis 12 and then in Genesis 15, but God gave Abraham uh, two very visible uh, images and things to hold on to as reminders of the promise. He gave him the dust and the stars. Not, not stardust, uh, don't get all new agey on me. Uh, we're talking about dust, literal dust, and stars. Stars in the sky and dust on the ground. God said to Abraham, look down at the dust, and if you can uh, number it, right, if you can count the grains of sand on the ground, that's how many descendants you'll have. He said that to him. And then he said, look up into the sky, and if you can number the stars, if you can even count them, that's how many descendants you will have, Abraham. And so, essentially, God has been saying to Abraham, Abraham, look up, look down, the reminders of my promise are all around. Look up, look down, the reminders of my promise are all around. Look up, look down, the reminders of my promise are all around. I was on vacation last week uh, with my family, uh, and with my, with my wife's family. My wife has five siblings, 
and we were together with all of them, and every one of them are married, and all of us have kids, and we were with her parents as well, and we had a number of cabins, and we were together in one place uh, for, for, for the whole week, and it was a wonderful uh, week of vacation. And as we were together, uh, I actually was reminded multiple times of God's promise to Abraham and how it's been fulfilled in my life as well. See, I, I spent the days sitting on the beach playing in the sand with my children, and there were a couple of times where I thought of this promise of God to Abraham to number his descendants by looking down at the ground. And, and I, I remember just picking up a handful of sand and trying to get it down to just one grain, you know, and going, ah, God's promise here is, is even for me that I will be numbered among the, the descendants of Abraham, right? And then uh, the adults, my, my wife's family, she and her siblings and all of us in-laws are quite competitive and we played some uh, quite competitive games of sand volleyball. And let's just say I had sand in my entire body and on my entire body. And I was reminded often as I was digging sand out of my body of these reminders of God's promise. And then late at night, we sat and looked at the clear sky and the stars up in the sky just, just glowing bright last week and the, and the bright moon that arose. And I, and I laid there and I tried. I really did. I, I honestly tried to count the stars probably a mistake because I didn't get very far, right? And, and so God, God has been saying to Abraham, look up and look down, look all around. The, the reminders of my promise are everywhere. And as I looked at the stars and I tried to count the stars, you know, I was reminded of this statistic that I heard, and there are some smarter people in this room than me, but I googled this and, and this is what I found. But there are about 10 billion galaxies in the observable universe. That's a lot. And then in every galaxy, there's about 100 billion stars. And, and if I know any math or Google knows any math, that's about a billion trillion stars in the observable universe. Here's the deal. Here's the cool thing uh, that, that Paul illustrates for us in the book of Romans today, that you and I are descendants of Abraham through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So when you look up at the night sky, you can pick one out and put your name on it. And you say, that one is mine. Because that promise that God made to Abraham is being fulfilled in my life through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Or you pick up one granule of sand and you say, that's me. I'm a descendant of Abraham through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is what I was reminded of, you know, then laying down at night and, uh, and brushing my eyebrows and going like this and, and digging sand out of my, my hair and digging it out of my head. And it was like, God would not leave me alone. Look up, look down. The reminders of God's promises are all around. You know, in very real ways, more so even than the stars or the sand, in very real ways, God reminds us of his covenant promises to us as well. This is why we gather together in worship. This is why we come together as God's people, because we need reminders of God's promise to us. It's already happened here. When we began our worship service today, we invoked the name of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, to remind you, if you are baptized, that you are baptized in the name of the triune God, so that you approach this God and you go, Ah, yes, you do love me. You made a promise to me, an everlasting covenant to me. It's already happened here as you confessed your sins and, and as I, as a mouthpiece of Jesus, not on my own authority, but on his, I spoke the words of forgiveness to you. 
as if from Jesus himself into all of our ears, mine included, the words of forgiveness to say to us, ah, yes, you do love me. You do forgive me. Every time we gather at the altar to receive the body and blood of Jesus Christ, Jesus meets us in order to forgive us of our sins and that we do it in remembrance of him. The reminders of God's promises to us are all around. God is a God of promise. He makes his promise, he reminds us of the promise, and he always follows through on the promise. So those of you who are college students coming back, we've got a couple of new college students uh, here in worship with us today as well. You know, over the next uh, couple of weeks and months, for, for you in particular, uh, your, your faith journey may be tested and tried in a variety of ways. You know, uh, th- as, as we gather together, and, and this, this being Welcome Week, and I know par- a lot of parents are at parent orientation as we sit here as well. For a lot of college students, they're getting dropped off right now. The parents are with them, and they may say, hey, go to this church or go to, go to that church, get involved in church. But next week, the parents go home, and you're, you're on your own, you know. I could come before you today and fill you with all kinds of promises that I couldn't follow through on. For example, there are a number of professors sitting in this room and academic faculty, and I could say to you, if you come to this church, you will be guaranteed all A's in all of your classes. I don't know. You'll have to talk to them. I can't do anything about that, you know. I, I could tell you that if you follow after Jesus Christ, your life in college is going to be way better, so much easier. That might not be true. Or I could tell you that life you had in high school that was tough and, and difficult and people said all kinds of mean things. I could say at college you get to start over and, and things will be way different. I don't know that for a fact. What I do know is this, that God is a God of an eternal promise and God is a God of an eternal love and his eternal covenant and promise is for every single one of you in this room. Whether you are young or old, a college student or a professor, God's covenant promise is the same to every single one of you. What I want you to know is this, that you are beloved children of God. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. You are always forgiven and eternal life is yours through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is that plain and simple. Can you rest in that word of peace? We heard in Genesis 21 today. I didn't belabor the point because it's obvious. But finally, finally, after this promise and this this reminder of the promise, Abraham and Sarah, finally the son was born and they named him Isaac. Abraham was 100 years old and Sarah was 90 and the name Isaac in Hebrew literally means laughter. (laughs) Do you know this? It's it's a Hebrew onomatopoeia word. I've I've preached this before, but we have short-term memories. In Hebrew, the name Isaac sounds like this, Yitzhak, Yitzhak. It's like laughter, Yitzhak, Isaac, Isaac. Abraham and Sarah, they laughed when God made a promise to them that they would bear children in their old age. They laughed at God. And when he was born, they laughed. But what an appropriate name that is when God does these unimaginable things, carrying out his word of grace and mercy and promise in our lives as well. Laughter, it's an appropriate way sometimes to respond to the promises of God. I did last week when I was on vacation. I laid down at night one night. 
I was trying to go to sleep and I had this itch on my scalp and I, and I scratched my head and I had sand under my fingernails from a long day of playing. And I thought, oh God, you're funny. You know, you're funny. I looked up at the stars and I, and I just, I, I couldn't fathom to even count up to a billion trillion, you know? And here I am, me, broken, sinful person, wrapped up in this lineage of the family of God, blessed by him alone. You know, we've got one more week left in this journey through Genesis. Next week, uh, we're going to finish it up in Genesis chapter 25. And I pray that you come back with us before we move into our fall kickoff. But if you didn't hear me say it today, I need to repeat it one more time. God has a God of promise. He makes a promise. He gives reminders of his promise. And he always keeps his promise. So just like he did for Abraham, he says to you as well, look up, look down, look all around. The promises of his are all around you. In his name, amen.